0: The following program is rated M-A-L. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences.
1: Green flag waving for the always exciting Sheldon Hotshield. He'll bounce the right rear off the wall in turn four. Block one for Sheldon Hutt-Shield. Quick time! Off to four.
2: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number sixty-eight of the QuickTime Podcast. Uh, not quite sure what's going to go on with the show today. Uh, we may have Logan Schuhart coming on. Uh, don't quite know yet, but uh, stay tuned. We'll we'll find out what's going on. But first, before we jump into the meat and bones of the show, let's check in with the
3: cast of characters. Mister IB, <laughs> moving. Brad, how's it going? Going well. Going well. I didn't get much racing in this last weekend. Had a wedding to go to, so. Uh had to stay away from the old phone and TV and Dirt Vision, so I didn't get much racing. You didn't. You didn't take the phone
2: and s- turn on Dirt Vision underneath the uh, the tablecloth there at the reception.
3: Every time I did, they were they were working on the track or they were doing everything but racing, so I never get
0: got to watch much of it. Just go in the bathroom and turn it on and start watching in there. <laughs> I think I would have. <laughs> What's going on in the there? Road. I got a stomach bug. Huh? I'll be <laughs> out
2: in about uh, fifteen minutes. There's like
0: five <laughs> more laps to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he yells, yeah. "Go, go, go!" <laughs>
3: Yeah, I survived though, but uh, so I'm not. I don't know how much I'm going to have to say tonight because uh, I didn't really watch much racing.
2: Join the club. I I didn't watch a whole lot either. Uh, I did catch bits and pieces of the day show at Jackson. Uh, But before we get into that, Josh, how was your weekend?
0: Oh, good weekend. Uh, Had a good trip or team building exercises. Me and Brandon got to do this weekend with work.
2: 14 hours in a car kind of sucked.
0: Well, how how
3: was uh, Lake of the Ozarks? pretty cool branson branson
0: we are branson yeah it and what was like table table rock table rock yeah josh
3: doesn't know already could barely
0: Do see you know what park we went at. to silver dollar city Gotta say hi see. to
3: dolly for me
2: i did took her home did you did
0: <laughs> that's why you were in your room for so long <laughs> i was doing it
2: i see you guys motorboating eight hours a day as it is
0: you don't want to see us even <laughs> i sat in a
2: car with you for seven hours so I was sick of you, hey, bud.
0: We turned racing on, you were there, so and then the team TV shut off, it was gone. The <laughs> yeah. team bonding exercise failed. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely failed there. Uh, <laughs> no, other than that, it was a good weekend, um, getting to see, we saw, you know, like the races this weekend, and stuff like that, turned on the All-Stars race. Never did get our pub that, when Brandon tweeted in, and we were watching the All-Stars race, that, yeah, we thanks watching. a lot, Blake. So, but other than that, all in all, it was a good weekend.
2: I, uh, I on the way down, I was texting with our buddy, Scotty Cook, like, hey, uh. Is there any dirt tracks around this area that run on Saturday nights? And there is not a single one.
3: No.
0: Yeah, because what you said, the nearest one was in Arkansas, right?
2: Probably Little Rock, about 130 miles away.
3: How far were you away from uh, Lake of the Ozark Speedway?
2: I don't know. It it was a distance. It was a jaunt, though. jaunt, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And really, you'd only have me, Nate, Brandon, maybe Caitlin, and Caden wanted to go. everywhere else probably was like, "Ah, oh, no, we're not going to do that." It was close enough. I take an Uber. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> we did do roller coasters. That was fun. Yeah, the, the, one, uh, the uh, one the one I went on, I didn't feel good for about an hour later. How'd your kid turn out? Uh, it was all right. <laughs> Jordan loved them. She
2: wanted to go on it over and over and over again. And there's only so much I can take of those. <laughs> yeah. You you a coaster fan, there, Brad?
3: Yeah, I like them. Uh, um... When I for the longest time I was terrified of them, but uh, one day my wife and I were at the World's of Fun and it was towards the end of the day, so there was no line, and we went on the one that went upside down a couple times, and we we went on so many times, uh, it it cured my fear of ro- <clears throat> excuse me roller coasters. No, I I have no fear of roller coasters. I'll go on about any of them.
0: Josh, I don't think that would work for me. I would have everything out of my stomach by the time I got done.
2: Yeah, you look like you could barely walk once we got off there.
0: Yeah, me and Nate were like, Nate's like, it looks like an easy ride to do, so we did it. And I'm sitting next to Nate, and we both look at each other like, this is not going to go well. (laughs) I I I looked over about halfway through over at Jordan. She's
2: white-knuckling the the handrail, and she has this pasty white look on her face.
0: I'm like, Jordan, she's like, what? I go, you okay? She's like, yeah, this is fun. Let's do it again. (laughs) And my son gets off, looks like he just about, like, drank a bunch of beer and about to pass out.
3: (laughs) Watching the all-star race on TV right now, there's not very many fans in the stands, but the amount of houses around the racetrack is so cool. It's like uh, Port Royal. There's houses along the whole back stretch. There's, this place is covered with houses.
2: I'd put a deck up on my on my house up there on the upper level and just sit out there and watch some racing. Absolutely. Just do like
0: they have in Florida where they got those houses that got decks on their roof just so you can see the ocean. You get to see a racetrack. Oh,
2: cool. So racing this weekend um eagle raceway we'll we'll jump in with the 305s you know brad's favorite uh topic there uh joy danley picked up the victory and also clinched the uh 2022 track championship out there so good run for joy danley out there uh you know there's one night of weekly racing left out there and it's it's nice to go in in that last night knowing you got that championship uh locked up
0: yeah i thought it was pretty cool to see him win um this is really my first year getting to see him and understand, you know, how good he is. And he's pretty dominant. I mean, you, if you watch night in, night out, it's he's always up front, always running strong. I think it's got to be
3: a big relief to be able to go out to the track uh, Saturday and just have fun. Yeah. It doesn't exactly. matter where you finish and he may be a little more conservative to save his car for the the uh, race saver nationals, but, uh, he's, he's got the luxury of at least just going out and having some fun this time without having to worry about um, the stress of points or anything.
0: Well, yeah, especially if you don't have to worry about tearing your car up, especially right before the, the nationals and yeah. stuff. But how, how well does Danley used to do at the nationals? Does anybody know? That's the three hundred five nationals. So I don't know, <laughs> 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 you know, I,
2: I, I can't hundred percent be certain on how he does. I, I'm not a history guy. I don't remember yeah. who wins. I you, right. I could watch a race, you know, yesterday, and I could, barely could tell you who was the top five was. So, that is not my cup of tea. There, I know he fares pretty well out there. He'll, I'm um, pretty sure he's locked into the past couple uh main events on his prelim nights. Uh, hasn't had run the alphabet soup or anything like that. Yeah. Right. Well.
3: I mean, and being the home track advantage, I mean, I'm sure that gives him a little bit of uh, benefit as helps. well.
2: But with uh, with the three hundred five national Zeno you know, coming up, not not this weekend, but next weekend, you got about a 305s coming into town. Competition is gonna be tough out there. Uh, I, I confirmed today that we will have a defending uh, three hundred five national champion Tyler Drukey on the show next week. Kind of preview uh, preview the weekend there. It's gonna be interesting to see what he kind of does if he does not lock in on Friday or Friday night. If he races Saturday at Knoxville with the, the final night at four tens out there, or if he's going to try and try and go for the three hundred five deal,
3: isn't uh, this coming Saturday the, the final night? I thought they had two weeks left. I think they only have one. No, I think it's one. It's, it's double feature night this. Uh, Saturday that might and be uh, it. And that's why yeah, I'm thinking two races. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? I don't remember what I was going to say. I
0: don't know, but we we told Brad by getting him on, we allowed him. He he was okay with it because we were interviewing somebody that races four tens as well.
3: I, can, I might have a little input <laughs> what, what I was going to say is uh, I really do like what Eagle Raceway is doing on their Facebook page uh, one by one they're announcing every driver that's pre-entered and they have a picture of their car I think that's really cool it just uh, just uh, I don't know about adding hype but it, it just introducing each driver as they enter that's that's pretty cool and they're not favoring one over the other they're just trying to cover the whole field I think that's a really creative way to promote your event and, and let everybody know who's there.
0: Well, it allows you to post something every day and get something out there There's that way. Mu-
3: with the
2: amount of cars out there, it's multiple posts every day, which is really cool. So, I mean, yeah. it's nice to see. Uh, well, I shouldn't say nice to see, but it's fun to watch and see from where these guys are coming from.
0: Yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely.
3: It's amazing when they're coming from all over this country to race for is it what is it three thousand to win, uh, five thousand. I'm not sure. There's been bonus a, money
2: added by by IMCA. There's been it's a thousand you know, to start the A, right? Yeah, yeah. I believe so. I don't know. For I don't 30, know. The first. Thirty-three cars. We'll find out next week when we talk to five nationals.
3: <laughs> they, it's amazing the the turnout that they get, and um, I think most cars stay right there at the track all three days. The four days they they have a, a long day of, of teching them, and and then they just stay there. I, I think it's all a pretty cool event. Uh, I've I've gone out there. Uh, probably a half a dozen times watching one
0: night of the, the you hear that James, essentials.
2: James Roland, you hear that Brad, yeah. Brad Brown was at Eagle race.
0: Well, it's
3: because there's no support classes or maybe just one.
0: <laughs> he, he accidentally stopped by. <laughs> he got lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: No, I, I, there was one time I went two two out of the three days, uh, because my daughter was dating one of the drivers, but, uh, um, yeah, they put on a good show and I'm, I'm Again, I, I have nothing against the three hundred fives, but when you have four, four or five support classes, that's what I get. I don't want to deal with. And anything, and, so. and
2: it's not the fact that there's four or five support classes; just it's cars you don't care to watch. Right. Right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if we had four classes of you know three sixties, four tens, three hundred fives, throw some midgets in there in a the wingless thing, you'll be there in heartbeat.
3: Well, Friday I'm I'm going out to I eighty, and there's six uh, five support classes. So because the three sixties are what I want to see, so um so
2: you'll sit through the the uh the stuff you don't like to see stuff that you do like
0: it's like it's
2: just like going to movies you, yeah. you sit through the previews because you want to see the main event yeah
0: yeah Did they ever say how many people are, are cars that are registered or pre-registered i can't, I, 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 I do not now i couldn't find i any.
2: do not know but i i assume it's going to be right around 100 yeah um uh, brad you're in luck uh eagle and imc has waived the three race rules so you can enter the nationals right yeah. now and run on this weekend
3: i next saw weekend. that uh, it uh I I don't know enough about it. I mean, I, it's a prerequisite up until Monday. Then that, then that they release they relieve that prerequisite. I get why you do it because you want people that are supporting your series and, and the three hundred fives to run for the championship. But then, uh, and I get during COVID why you drop that rule. But now I don't understand the rule. I mean, I, I, the reasoning I thought was pretty lame, but. Uh, um, it is what it is. So uh, you're going to get 100 cars there and uh the cream rises to the top, so whoever <laughs> wins is going
0: to earn it. Well, it looks like you if you win, you get $3,000 and then IMCA kicked in another 1500 to the winner. So you're actually going home with $4,500. $4,
2: then depending on how you did on your pre- prelim nights, I think I think both prelim nights are 700 to win. Yeah. maybe eight hundred to
3: win something like that. So and fifteen hundred just to start the race. He's making bank on this whole four days gig. Yeah, there's no question about well, that. Well, uh, you is race a business. Yeah. You gotta you gotta oh, you gotta make money. That's what it's all about. And uh um, it's working for him and, and I told him right to his face, so Roger Hayden that uh dropping the three sixties I'm not a fan of. I don't like the idea of bringing the three oh fives in there. But I also told him that you gotta do what's best for your track and I completely get it. So um, and it's working for him. I don't, I don't even know how many years the 305s have been out there, but it's working for him. So uh, uh, the car counts as strong as ever, and, and, uh, and people are happy with the program. So uh, whatever it takes, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, as confirmed, though, I am actually going to be out either Saturday or Saturday or Sunday to go watch the 305 National. So I'll actually be out of the cave and the mosquitoes and the bugs, the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> i can get
3: you free tickets at i-80 speedway so you're running out of excuses so. yeah
0: let's go i-80 speedway yeah. motor night out we there
3: this, get- on friday night uh with featuring the uh Malbert bank 360 sprint cars and the msts out of south dakota so we should get i'm gonna say 25 to 28 cars that's pretty good
2: so yeah so uh what are you doing friday night josh
0: i'm probably going to a football game instead yeah yeah <laughs> it's a uh, norris's first home game so yeah
3: you got a son playing football
0: my daughter did cheerleading. She's not doing it this so year. So was your
2: was the reason ongoing? Take your take your son in the races. Well, he would rather go to the
0: football game be- <laughs> <laughs> than you are not raising your boy right. I'm right, just teasing you. No, it, it it's more I I would love to go to the races, but
2: it is what it is. I I don't think I'm going out to ID. I have not 100% confirmed that or not. Um I might be going out to a baseball game. What? Yep. Stars. Yeah, the Stars. With the stars, yeah.
3: Yeah. i we're running out of days to watch I80 Speedway, so I'm going to I80. So I don't have anybody to sit with. My brother and dad were going, but my brother's stepdaughter tested positive for COVID today, so he's not risking my dad's health, so he's staying home. So all right, give me one of those (laughs) free tickets.
0: I'll I'll go sit with you. I've got like fifteen. All right, there you go. Screw it. I'm going racing. (laughs) Not like last time where you were waiting, waiting, waiting to see how many cars. It seems like you're just going to go regardless. I'll go hang out with Brad. I like you, Brad. He's a good dude. You're gonna him. sit in the stands? Yeah. Why not? Whoa. Why not? I didn't. I didn't know Brandon did that. You know, I, I hey, I'm a retired <laughs> photographer. Oh, that's right. That's, that's all I do now. Sit Formerly in the stands. Formerly BA photos. <laughs> <laughs> Brad left So, yeah.
2: in other news. Uh, let's let's head out way west. Our buddy Paul McMahon. Ah, uh, one last go around out there where it all start, started for him many many moons ago. Uh, is going to call it a career after this weekend out at Placerville.
3: Is that correct? Yep. yep. In what Plus, car? Placerville, California. Yep. What car? The Tri-C Machine 3C, the Clyde Lamar car that uh, Clyde, and Clyde uh, died a, day, a year or two ago. But he's going to uh, finish his career in the 3C. And he used to drive that a years past. So that's kind of like uh, revisit the past and going to give it one last Hurrah. Hopefully he has better luck than last time he went out to California. He flew all the way out to California uh, to race, and he only, he blew his motor in hot laps, and oh so he never couch. got to even take a time trial lap. That's
0: that's no fun.
2: <laughs> hey, but it's the joys of traveling. If you followed along for uh, the many years of Wing Nation, Wing Nation when they had Paul on, it was always an adventure with him in, in the airports.
0: Yeah. Definitely. I was trying to... Send
3: uh, Logan a direct message on Twitter, but I, he doesn't follow me. Surprise, surprise. So I, I sent
0: him a
2: text. We tried calling earlier at our, our agreed time of six thirty. I we jumped the gun by a minute, so uh, scared him off. I we're think. getting big timed. But uh, so I sent him a text. I still haven't heard anything back. So it might be a short episode this week. Yeah, that's
3: disappointing. You have plans and you have arrangements, and then hey, fall through last second. It's not the first time it's happened no, with this show.
0: It has not. Definitely booking guests is not easy.
3: We, we need to get more, more popular. So tell your friends, everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> share out the podcast. The <laughs> you know what
2: would really help with the podcast if you would leave a review on whatever app you uh, you listen to it on. A five-star review would be great. One star would be great, too. A review is a review. Good,
3: bad, ugly, we don't yeah. care as long as you uh, have something to say. Absolutely. So help us out. Give us a review. Uh, shout out to friends and sh- tell them that uh, we have a semi-good Podcast, a uh, weekly podcast about sprint car racing.
2: Let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll try to figure out the Logan Shuhart situation and uh, we'll come back with some other randomness.
4: Hello and welcome to the Amazing Pizza Machine, Omaha's award winning play and buffet experience with over 60,000 square feet of indoor food and fun. First, feast your eyes on this. Our amazing buffet is packed full of delicious choices and is super convenient for families, groups, and folks of all ages. Yes, pizza is our middle name, but our unlimited buffet has so much more. And for the 21 and older club, we serve beer and wine available by the glass. Our amazing arcade is one of the largest in the Midwest and is something for all ages. With over 170 of the latest and greatest video and arcade games, as well as rides and attractions. Voted Omaha's Best Family Entertainment Center and Best Place for Birthday Parties. The amazing pizza machine is the perfect destination for any celebration, and we hope to see you soon.
2: Join Stars photographer BA and office official Gene Cotter for Thunderstruck, the unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast, where we talk with your favorite Lincoln Stars players, coaches, and alumni.
1: Oh, it was a great night, yeah. Beat, beat them in their own rink. Just before the buzzer, was some special for sure. I
4: don't, I don't. want to call it a surprise because I knew that there was uh, a great, rich history for hockey here in Lincoln. But uh, I was. I was really happy to see the fans come back in droves and and be such a great supporter for us.
1: I might have to throw my roommate on the bus. Oh, I think Sato doesn't have the best tape jobs. He actually just spray painted all his sticks white um, on the bottom of them. I think uh, he's copying some some NHL or he's looking up to, but I don't know. I think it's dusty. I think a lot of guys think it's sick, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to let him in penalty minutes, back before they handed out those little 10-minute wussy misconducts on everything, with 265, <laughs> Thunderstruck the podcast all season long right here on the Anchor app or wherever you find your favorite podcast.
1: Hey guys, Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. I've been talking about a hard drive upgrade on the podcast for quite a long time, and here's a little more detail behind it. Older laptops, older computers, maybe four or five years old, the hard drives that came with them just simply were not built for Windows 10. A new hard drive from Tailored Computers and Repair will breathe brand new life into your laptop and computer. Not only will it make it faster, but it will make your laptop battery last longer, and it will run cooler, which will also help the battery last a lot longer. Not only does your computer or laptop get even faster, but all of your files, settings, pictures, everything is exactly where you left it. Within about a day, maybe two days, you're going to get your same computer back, but it's going to run faster, cooler, and the battery's going to last longer on laptops. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641. Find out what a hard drive upgrade can do for your computer and get some valuable time back. This is the Dump and Chase podcast. We're trying to model ourselves after what you guys have done a little bit. Voice of the Phantoms and friend of the show, Mr. Matt Lipsack. I am along for the ride and perhaps provide some modicum of adult supervision here, although really, that's a lost cause at this point. We welcome back Phantoms president, Andrew Goldman. It I want, went smoother than it did with Matt. I want that added. <laughs> I want that added. <laughs> shaking your head now for i'm agreeing with you because he has absolutely killed us this year well so far finger guns has met sam shut up so yeah that's that's not helping i'm trying to process okay check out the dump and chase podcast every wednesday on western reserve radio youtube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts listen that like was frightening
2: i would like to take a minute to tell you about a company that i've used countless times crawford plumbing it was founded back in 2004 by my good friend pat crawford Pat's experience, attention to detail, and hard work ethic is what holds him apart from his competitors. Pat specializes in service work and remodel projects for the Lincoln and Hickman areas. Pat is always my first call when something in my house isn't working from a plumbing standpoint, and he is always willing to take my text or call any time of the day. So if you need some plumbing help, make sure to call Pat with Crawford Plumbing today at 402-525-8599, or you can find him on Facebook at Crawford Plumbing. (laughs) All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, while we were on break, Josh pointed out something. You know what? Uh, we failed our QuickTime Awards. Didn't fucking do them. Um, let's start off. Who wants to go first? <laughs> the raise a hand, boys. Let's go. Nah, Josh, let's go first. Josh, go Well, ahead.
0: I, I have my QuickTime Award goes to Rick Gropp. I know it's not a sprint car guy, but he's raced for 35 years. One of the most stand-up guys I've ever met. Um, he would, you know, get the shirt off your back off his back to help anybody. Uh, It's kind of sad to see him throw and hang it all up, but other than that, it I've I've enjoyed watching him and and talking to him. Good friend of mine.
2: You failed to mention what he races. Where he races? He races modifieds at
0: Eagle Raceway. Uh, Did you say mortifieds? Mortifieds? Mud turtles. Well, maybe Brad might start liking them. He started liking late models for a little bit. Maybe he'll switch over. No, zero (laughs) chance of that. Yeah,
2: yeah. He races the mud turtles. It's better than yard cars, so. uh.
0: (laughs) Or the bomber. (laughs)
2: <laughs> like I said, yard cars. Uh, I want to shout out Joey Danley once again. I mean, picking up that track championship, uh, rolling in the biggest race of the year out there at Eagle Raceway. Hats off to uh, Joey and, and the crew. Back to back championships out there. So I mean, that's that's pretty remarkable. Lot to do, even though it is in a lowly three hundred five.
3: Back to back. Wasn't uh, Gillian champion last year? No, two years ago. That was two years ago already. Yeah. Oh, he's retired so many times. I can't hardly. Keep
2: I think that. it's back to back. Or did I Jason? Think did it I think last Jason year. Danley won it last year.
0: All right, let's go. Look okay, this. I think yeah,
3: actually, I think you're right. Uh, All right,
2: hey, breaking news. Uh, we're gonna call Logan Shuhart real
3: quick. Oh, he's coming, there coming he on, is. huh? We must not have said Central Standard Time when we said six thirty.
0: This is where Brandon gets to edit. It's lots of fun. Well,
3: <laughs> I
2: sent him about five minutes, but I sent that text uh, like a half hour ago. So yeah. we'll give him a couple minutes here. Um, Brad, what's what's, right. what's your uh, quick time? I'm order? going
3: with uh, um, Jacob uh, Jacob Allen because. Um, he's starting to be impressed. Ever since Knoxville, when he won Thursday night's show, uh, then he come over and uh, he finished second and third last weekend at Jackson. So, uh, shout out to Jacob Allen. Uh, Logan Shukart seems to always get the attention of uh, Shark Racing, but uh, this weekend uh, uh, Jacob Allen earned the hard uh, the Quick Time Award. So he's uh, he's my uh, pick for the Quick Time Award for this week.
0: I like it.
2: I like it. So uh, Quick Time Awards are in the books. Uh, let's get uh, Logan on the phone and we'll uh, we'll talk more on, on that shark racing program.
1: Yeah, hey, you damn right. I got clapped out now. there. I'm fine. I just had to deal with my asshole uh, teammates. Steve Kemp. Probably wasn't happy uh-huh. hey, with me for crowding them, but shit, I want to win. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Pisser, piece of shit. All that stupid ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman that can't see.
2: All right, guys. Join us on the on the phone now. Is well, got to be one of the hottest sprint car drivers in the country right now, uh, off a very impressive week out there at Knoxville with the first, uh, first and a first, first and a third place finish. Rolling to Jackson, Jackson the next week and, and wins that day show and had a, had a hell of a run on the evening portion of it. Logan Schuhart, Logan, how's it going?
4: All right, guys. How are you? Pretty good for a Wednesday
3: night. <laughs> so, uh, are you hanging out there in Fargo right now, or what? What have you, what have you been up to this week?
4: I'm actually in Brandon. Uh, oh. Claude Quaring and Taylor Quaring are nice enough to let us uh, plug in at Houston Speedway, so we're hanging out there. But I'm actually packing up and getting ready to go to Fargo, so headed that way soon.
0: Yeah. I've always been interested. I always ask drivers when we interview, "How did you get your start in racing?" I know, I mean, I know you from Outlaws and stuff. But I'm curious how you actually began in racing.
4: Uh, well, I've raced something my whole life. I raced go karts when I was a kid um obviously my grandfather bobby allen uh raced and uh he's a legend in our sport so i've always something i've always wanted to do and i kind of thought you know as i got older that um i'd work my way into a sprint car and i always wanted to be at the world of low level so uh things just kind of progressed when i was about 16 i got in a limited sprint car for the first time and uh when i was about 18 got in a 410 uh, raced at Williams Grove. Actually ran really well at the National Open, and um, kind of, things just kind of progressed from there. Ran about a year and a half, uh, two years at home, running four tens, and uh, just kind of decided that you know my grandfather thought we, it was hard to make ends meet uh, running at home. You know, with what we what we spent. Uh, you know, just go to each track and what we race for to win. And, uh, felt like if we had a fuel sponsor that it just made more sense to try to run the world of outlaws that Jake and I would learn a lot more that way. And, uh, we could make ends meet, even though the competition so much or so tough, really, that, uh, you know, with pit passes and money and, uh, tow money that we would learn more and, uh, we bring in a little bit more each week. So, uh, I've been out on the tour for now. This is my ninth year. So, uh, time flies, for sure. Well,
0: okay. oh, def- oh, sorry. Definitely talking about sponsors. Uh, Dean I know, has been with you guys for a long time. How does that help having a sponsor like that?
4: Yeah, the whole Dean team has been awesome to us. Even um, they changed ownership in the, the past year and uh, still continue to support us. Uh, couldn't do it without Dave Klinger and uh, his group. You know, a good friend of ours and a uh, man that had a lot to do with us, you know, getting the Dryden sponsorship and, um, you know, a longtime family friend. Gene Nays actually just passed away this past week, but uh, had a lot to do with us getting that sponsorship and, um, you know, build a long friendship along the way. So um, but that, that whole group has been great to us, you know, Relodyne with Duramax and you know, come along this past year. Uh, but Drydeen has been with us since 2018 and, um, you know, been to all their plants, met met a lot of sales reps. And, um, you know, Dave Klinger at the top is, he's just, the whole group's been great. And um, my stepdad, Bill Klingbo actually works for, for Drydeen. And um, they, so they've been great to us all around.
3: Gosh, you said you were on the Alitua for nine years. Uh, it just seems like in my book, uh, just You've only been out there a couple of years. I remember when you, you and Jacob and your grandfather, Bobby, uh, started shark racing and come out on the tour. Um, i tell you a story about, I think it was about 2016, uh, the Outlaws were at Aberdeen, South Dakota. And uh, I, I went up there from Lincoln, Nebraska, and we were at our hotel, and we saw that you guys working on your, your cars in the parking lot uh, towards, the, towards the dark uh, end of night and my friend and I went over there and started talking to you guys, and you guys were super n- nice about answering our stupid questions and uh, just just hanging out. And then the next night uh, after the races, uh, both my friend and I walked in and gave you uh, each a $50 bill just because uh, you, were, you guys were so nice and polite and, and uh, took the time out of your busy schedule to answer some stupid questions by a couple of race fans.
4: <laughs> well, thank you for doing that. Anytime I try to be – uh, the best I can you know I'm still a fan of the sport and uh, a lot of respect for different teams and drivers and couldn't do it without the fans and um, you know it makes our day to show up to each race even on a bad night especially kids and so they come up after the races and all smiles and just excited to see you. that that you know that makes our day so um, couldn't do it without the fans and uh, especially with the sport growing and you know I feel like we keep getting a lot of new fans uh, come to the racetrack each and every week. I mean, like I said, I'm staying at Houston's right now. You know, Todd Quering and his group are putting on a 250,000 to win race. And, uh, you know, you couldn't do that without the sport growing. So, uh, to see.
2: Well, if you know, Brad, he is a big kid. So, uh, you (laughs) you made his day there.
4: (laughs) So your,
3: your car didn't look uh, like it does right now back then either. (laughs) You didn't have a whole lot of stickers on it.
4: I probably (laughs) had a little bit less paint. (laughs) Didn't have a whole lot of design to it. No it was, uh, making them look fast or making them look good was at least in my grandpa's worries. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so you mentioned this is your ninth year on, on the tour. Has it gotten easier uh, over the years, you know, making the making got to be one of the toughest tours out there in the country. 90, 90 race nights a year, up and down going East coast, West coast, multiple times a year. Has it gotten easier over the years?
4: Uh, I don't know if easier is a word. Um, <laughs> it's uh. The- deal the competition's tough it gets i feel like it gets tougher and tougher. here i mean the cars um you know we were running these tires for a while i feel like especially this year there's a lot of good teams on the tour a lot of teams that are capable of winning a championship just you know things gotta get a certain way and um but you know i enjoy there with you know with sponsors like C and cnd rigging ngk spark plugs duramax you know people like that you know we're able to you know f- financially you know run a race team the way we feel like we should be we should you know to run at a championship level and uh i myself as a driver you know enjoy racing and um you know before it was just trying to make it to the next race and now we can focus on racing so that part about it is a lot more fun um I can I can be a driver. I can focus on trying to make my team better instead of just making it to the next race. And uh, a lot of that has to do with uh, you know my grandfather and what he's built. My stepdad, Bill Klingbeil, has worked very hard to uh, help my grandfather build a build a successful professional team, and uh, it's uh, been been built up from the you know, ground up. So I am having a, a lot of fun. It's definitely stressful, you know, working. You know, trying to to beat the best each and every night. It's you know, like I said, the competition's very tough, and you know, I have high expectations for myself, and I know my team does also. So uh, that part about it is tough, but I, I definitely en- enjoy what I do. I'm very fortunate to do what I do, and uh, I wouldn't want to do anything else.
2: You mentioned the tires there. It's, it's been a hot topic uh, with shortages and all that lately here. Do the do just a shortage of materials? We've talked about it numerous times on the podcast. I don't know if you know the answer to this. Um, if you looked at your guys' tires, obviously it was a day show. Everything was just eaten away. They were bald. They were, they were slicks. What's it about a sprint car tire that we can barely run 50 laps before they, you know, start disintegrating, but in late model guys, you see them run hundred lap races all the time and the tires look brand new. Do you, do you know what's the difference between those?
4: Well, they're definitely very, a lot softer for sure. The late model guys running those long races, they have a lot harder tires and, um, you know, putting on you know, test on a durometer or something like that. I don't know how hard the late model tires are, but our tires are, you know, I've never felt any tire in comparison. That's as soft as a sprint car tire. So, um, definitely very soft tires and they're not going to last long. They're not made to last long. You know, we call a sprint car, sprint car for a reason. It's, uh, you know, quick race and, uh, they're just not supposed to last long. I mean, there's, there's tracks, you know, if it's a certain way, it's prepped a certain way, they're going to last, uh, but the one you're referring to this past weekend being a day show, yeah, it's just hard. And you know, tracks like that are, are going to tear them off. Doesn't really matter which one it is. But uh, yeah, day show at, at Jackson's definitely going to tear them off. Luckily, it was still a good race.
3: Have you had any of the delaminating issues uh, this year?
4: I have not. I've seen that happen a few times. I'm not sure what causes that. I'm glad it hasn't happened to me because it's definitely going to ruin the race. But. Yeah. um, I, I, I feel like that's a, you know, there's not really an excuse for it, but I feel like if somebody's spinning their tires a lot is what causes that. But because I feel like it happens a lot more on the non-wing cars than it does the wing cars. But, uh, you know, I'm talking out of pocket. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure. It hasn't, happened, it hasn't happened to me, but that that's my personal opinion on why that happens. But it shouldn't happen either way for sure from a tire tire builder standpoint.
0: Yeah. You know, you, I always hear in interviews, you talk about your grandpa and I think it's awesome how do you feel like the, his passion has kind of went into you, you know, from a racing side, you always say his passion has become my passion. And it, you know, I kind of wanted to hear like, like a little story into you and your grandpa and how it like at a race you guys kind of talk back and forth.
4: Yeah. I mean, my grandpa, especially more is I've gotten older, Jacob's gotten older. Um, you know, he wants us to run our race team as our own, you know, because that's how he's always seen it going one day. Um, you know, we're very fortunate that he's able to be there and be at every race and, um, you know, be very involved with our race team. And, um, but he knows one day that we won't, you know, that he won't be. And that, um, you know, he kind of lets Jacob set, Jacob and I set up our own cars and kind of talk with our guys and, um, just kind of get a game plan together and kind of, you know, for the most part, runner own team, but um, still has a lot to do with, you know, really the whole race team in general, you know, we talk back and forth on what we're going to do, how we're, how we're going to set them up, you know, what, what we feel like's working and what's not working, you know, he has a lot to do with building engines with my, my cousin, Michael Newman, and you know, what parts to put in, what heads to run and what we feel like runs good at what track and, and the good air, bad air, all that kind of stuff. So, um, he doesn't just sit on the sidelines, that's for sure. He's <laughs> very involved and uh, really that's all he thinks about. And um, I haven't met many people at his age that have the drive and, and passion that he does with With racing, you know, most people want to sit and, you know, when they're 80 years old, want to sit in a rocking chair and just, you know, look back at what they did and and you know be happy about it, and that's fine. That's that's great if if that's what you want to do. But he's he's not. He's go go go, and he loves being on the road. Um, He loves racing. You know, he loves seeing. You know, especially you know, like you said, this past week at Knoxville we couldn't ask for much better of a week than, than what we had. You know, you always want to win, you know, our goal is obviously to win the Knoxville nationals someday, but for, you know, myself won two races, you know, won the Capitani won our qualifying night, Jacob won his qualifying night. And then, uh, we had two top fives in, in the Knoxville nationals, both passing cars to move forward. You know, it's as a car owner for him and also being his son and grandson, you know, he is definitely a happy man. And, uh, that means a lot uh, to definitely Jacob and I, and, and us as a family. You probably, it you it probably, was
3: very impressive.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah, you probably answered my question right. My next question right there with, the, with the, what happened at Knoxville. But has there been something else on on the road this past year that you know, your grandpa looked at went, looked at you guys and be like, "That was badass. That was awesome." You know, you know something that you guys accomplished.
4: Um. I don't, you know, you're not going to get much out of it. You know, for anybody that knows him that way, you're not going to get much out of him as far as that goes. Um, he's going to tell you, my mom and I were talking, you know, actually after Jackson this past week and passed Carson the last lap and um, and won the race and, you know, we're all ecstatic in that. And after the race, my grandpa walked up and he goes, I just want you to know you did a really good job. And my mom and I looked at each other and we're like, wow he doesn't say stuff like that very often so it's usually you know he's a he's a tough critic and uh he wants to see the best side of jacob and i and um i feel like he's always talking about how we can be better what we can do and he's definitely he lets us know that he's very proud of us and you can tell by talking to him but uh for him to come up afterward and say i just want you to know you did a very good job that's uh you know it's it just doesn't you don't hear that come out of his mouth very often so it's pretty cool with and it means a lot to me you know something as simple as uh him coming up before the race and you know just like pat me on the side of the helmet and saying hey go get him kid or something like that uh definitely a cool feeling uh for myself and I know Jacob too
3: well logan um what i'm not asking for secrets but what has the shark racing team found since uh probably the 1st of august cuz you guys have, for whatever reason, seemed to have found something to uh, hit that next level. I mean, with you at the Cappy, both of you guys at the Knoxville Nationals and then last weekend uh, at Jackson, it, uh, it seems like that you guys have found, hit on something that's that's really working for both of you guys. And you could get technical if you wanted to, but I wouldn't understand a damn thing you're saying. So uh, in, in layman's terms, have you guys found, found something that uh, – uh, that was kind of missing a little bit the first uh, half of the season?
4: Um, I wouldn't really say that. You know, Jake won three races, three outlaw races earlier this year. Um, I was consistent, you know, up until actually around King's Royal time, I was right in the, the the championship hunt, and uh, we had some DNFs here in July that really screwed that up. Um, but, I, you know, I didn't have the wins that I would like uh-huh. as far as the outlaw wins go. Um, and I still don't. Uh, to only have two wins at this time of the year. You know, I expected a lot more. Um, but we we're very consistent. We had a lot of podiums. We we're running in the top five. It's just like I said. It's it's tough running with such good competition. That you know somebody like Brad Sweet who didn't have you know had one win up until Williams Curve, and that wasn't that long ago. And yeah. it's it's just it's so tough that I feel like it's easy when you're running in the top five. You know, and I feel like that's a lot of what guys do when they come out and they run the outlaws, you know, you can have good teams that run the all stars and they dominate the all stars or run local competition very well. But it's very easy when you run the outlaw tour to run in the top five a few times and feel like, you know, we're not doing enough. We need to find a little bit of an extra edge and you end up taking yourself in the wrong direction. And um, I try not to do that as a, as a crew chief driver to put myself in the, you know, the right positions. You know, if you're in the top five, I feel like you just need to keep plugging away, um, get those podiums and, and you know, you're going to get in the right spot and you can, you can pull some wins out of it every once in a while. So, um, it's just not taking yourself in the wrong direction, putting yourself in the right spots. And I kind of felt like, you know, if we could continue to do so, um, put ourselves up front that we'd rack up some wins and for whatever reason, you know, I'm not really doing anything different, but then in the last couple of weeks, um, well, what is it? The last three out of five races we've won, and we've been up front. So uh, that's tough to do, and I kind of felt like it would it would work that way, um, but not really doing anything different. Well,
3: your uh, your Saturday at the Knoxville Nationals was uh, fun to watch as a fan because uh, I'm sure everybody was probably watching the front, but I was watching you come from the back, and that was very impressive. That was that was really fun to watch you you do that.
4: Yeah, thanks. It's uh, Knoxville's always been good to me. Um, that's a place that I've had numerous podiums over the last few years, but haven't been able to, haven't seem to been able to win them. So, yeah. um, one race 22nd to 2nd in 2019 and, um, had some good runs, but just nice to, to run from the back. Get a win at the Cappy winter qualifying night. And, yeah. um, even though it's not a win, start 17th and get up to third is pretty cool. There was a lot
2: of talk about, about the format and, you know, the fact that you won your qualifying night and had a start in the B. Do you think the format needed changed or was, was, we always argued that the cream rose the crop and you obviously proved that point with your finish on Saturday night.
4: Yeah. I mean, it's a tough deal. And they said, we we're the only the car in history to win a qualifying night, and not lock in, which, yeah. um, yeah, it's like I said, it's just a tough deal. Um, the Wednesday night deal. I just feel like it's not like back when my grandpa raced and Doug Wolfgang and all those guys, where you could start eighth and and run yourself up, you know, and win the heat race. It just doesn't, you know. David Gravel did it the other year, but it just doesn't happen very often. It's, it's yeah. just a tough deal.
0: Yeah, something a little away from racing. Uh, I kind of was curious. Uh, what do you do away from the racetrack?
4: You ride the horse um,
0: for fun, or I know I heard yeah. you play golf. Uh, what are some of the yeah, courses like- you've played on the road?
4: Oh, uh, well, we're in Brandon, uh, here by Houston's today. Actually my buddy, Trent and I, the outlaws photographer, we went and played there. Um, but no, yeah, I like to play some golf. Um, in the fall, I'm, I'm a hunter. I like to hunt, uh, NPA. Um, but yeah, I've always been into that and, uh, basically staying fit, trying to be the best race car driver I can be. and. Um, be fit for that, so that's a little bit of what I do. But I like to play golf. I got into that during COVID, and I've um, been rolling with that. And it's something fun to do. You see a lot of different courses. Uh, there's there's nice ones wherever we go. So we try to get out and play a little golf, a little bit everywhere.
3: So I, I know you're a runner. I'm, I'm a runner myself, but I'm about thirty years older than you are. So <laughs> what what's your best lap time in a mile?
4: Best lap time in a mile. I haven't done a, a mile in a while just to oh. see how fast <laughs> I can do it, but. Um, in high school, um, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I, I run anywhere from four to four to eight now, so I'll I, I have to see how fast I can run a mile.
3: Okay, just to give you something to shoot for. A couple of weeks ago, I ran a an eight oh two mile, so uh, to give you something to shoot for. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you'd have your shoes off and your socks off before I even got to, that, to the finish. So,
0: <laughs> me and Bram be going eating donuts at that time. I would. Uh, All right.
2: Logan, before we let you go, uh, being a PA guy, you're in Big Ten country, obviously, uh, here, here in here Nebraska. We're, we cheer on the Huskers. This is Rich Josh over here. For some reason, he's a Michigan fan. Oh, yeah. How are your Nittany, Nittany Lions looking this year? I don't
4: know. They're not in the 25. We'll see, but. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, bunch of Nebraska fans. <laughs> I say the same Michigan. Thing, that's pretty. That's pretty bad.
0: <laughs> I say the same team, same thing to them all the time. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, Big Penn State fan. I actually, uh, I was looking the other day. Penn State plays Ohio State uh, Halloween weekend, and we have off. some. and that's a game. So I'm like, man, I'd, i really like to get to that. So we'll see if we can make it. But <laughs> yeah, big Penn State fan.
2: Definitely. So, I want to thank you for jumping on uh, on quick time with us tonight. Uh, good luck this weekend as you are in North Dakota, Red River Valley Speedway and River Cities. Is that correct? R- River Cities
3: Speedway.
4: Yeah, R- in, R- River, River City Speedway and Grand Forks, and then uh, Red River Valley Speedway in Fargo on Saturday. I,
3: w- I went to Grand Forks a couple of years ago, and that place is amazingly fast. Uh, uh, you you've had some pretty good luck there too, haven't you?
4: Yeah, I've had some decent luck. When we were there in June, uh, I was racing with Carson for the lead in that one and uh, went for the the lead in turn one and uh, hit a hole, started hopping, and uh, flipped her over. But uh, we uh, actually went to the work area, guys fixed her up enough that I could run the last how many laps and actually restarted about 11th because Carson and I lapped up to 11th. So got back to sixth and uh, finished the race in sixth with a – pretty torn up car so hopefully we can do a little bit better this time and um, ran second in Fargo last year to, to Donnie so yeah. maybe we can steal one there too
3: well we told you we're gonna let you go but I got one, another question about Jackson <laughs> go back to Jackson how, how fun was that to, uh, to win that last corner pass on uh, Macedo uh, for the day show That to me that would have been awesome you set your, uh, your right rear against the cushion and just set sail around him and just blow his doors off because you were, you, you were hooked up coming around that corner for the win that was that had to be a little fun
4: yeah anytime you can steal a win like that right there at the end that's that's the way you want to do it you know i felt like i was a sitting duck uh with running up top and he just found the rubber first and just drove on by me and i thought man all that Work throughout the race, you know, racing hard, and he just drives right by me in mm. the rubber. And I thought, you know, I kind of a little bummed out. And I thought, no way, you know, I'm gonna <laughs> get it's the you know, points thing's kind of screwed up. I'm just gonna gas this thing up on the top and try to make something happen. And got close to him there with a the lap to go, and uh you know, use the lap car as a pick for the most part. You know, I don't feel like he held him up too much. Uh, if anything, it just made Carson get a little tight, but I could. You know, I still had some tire left and uh, just gassed it up around the top and was able to get back by him. So it definitely felt good to steal a win and um, just really get an outlaw win and, uh, at a track that's been pretty good to us. So uh-huh. definitely exciting for sure. It was cool.
2: All right, Logan, thanks for jumping on with us tonight. Uh, good luck this weekend. We'll see you at I-80 Speedway here in a few months and maybe get another 50 bucks from Brad. <laughs>
4: exactly. uh, yeah. yeah, Or racing in a mile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Thanks, right. guys.
2: All right, that was Logan Schuhart uh, on the phone. Good, good stories, uh, a lot of information about Bobby Allen. Uh, you know, I'm not too familiar with Bobby. I, I know the, the story of him winning the Nationals yeah, he beat and whatnot, my boy Sammy. But uh, it's got to be it's got to be a fun time to roll up and down the road with your grandpa and, and just a family team like that. Absolutely. You, you
0: know, he kind of reminds me. He tells stories about him all the time on on some of the other podcasts, and it almost reminds me a lot of JJ Riggins and Josh. I mean, it's grandpa and grandson, and it. And just that passion that kind of gets transferred down from, from the older generation to the younger generation. It's, it's just such a neat thing in the sport to see that, to that passion that comes out. And I mean, I know he says that, you know, my grandpa's laid back and, you know, he didn't tell a whole lot, but I mean, you can't tell me he's just sitting there on, you know. On the chair watching him race, it's he's. I'm sure he's in that just as excited as Logan is. So, I get the impression that Bobby, when he speaks, you listen, and uh, he doesn't speak a
3: lot. But when he does, it's, it means it's valuable information. Yeah, I, I'm familiar with Bobby. I watched Bobby race many, many years in the in the one A and and uh, his equipment never was beautiful. But uh, he could win a lot of races, and uh, he was he was kind of like uh, Lasoski in the fact that he was a, a bottom dweller. He 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 ran the bottom as good as anybody, and uh, uh, when he stole that race from Sammy at the Knoxville Nationals <laughs> that year, stole that race. that uh, that was an amazing amazing race. And uh, I was happy for for Bobby, but yeah, that was pretty cool to see that, and uh, to be able to spend that valuable time with your son and your grandson for nine years now. That's uh, you you. Uh, you can't put a price on that.
0: You know, and it, I loved how he he kept mentioning. You know, it was an interview with him about him, but he always went back to his teammate. You know, he always went back to the the group as a as a whole, and it's not just one person.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's it just again pretty cool that there are. Doing this, you know, uh, the first couple of years, uh, Jacob or uh, um, Logan um, said something about this in the interview that uh, the, they they made money from uh, tow money. Well, they were getting twice the tow money with one vehicle, so uh, that was helping them out tremendously. Getting eight hundred dollars a piece times two for every race, and uh, and only using uh, diesel on one vehicle, so that definitely. Well, that's when that vehicle was them. run. There's
2: been numerous times stories where you know the trailer broke down, the tractor yeah. broke down, and yeah and not, but nine years down the road, a lot has changed. They are one of the top contending teams in the world outlaw tour right now. So it's, it's, it's awesome because you know, when they hit the road, everybody looked at, at a lot. i like, what, what are you guys doing?
0: Yeah, Well, especially I, to leave Pennsylvania, you would think, what's the point? Why do you know, I got all this racing around me here? Why do I need to go travel and go spend money? But it shows, I mean, they put the work in They're They're a bigger they're known they're known more widely because they went to that laws
3: yeah uh, it's just uh, um i went out to lincoln speedway, speedway one year and i saw their karting center again the karting center is not anything special it's it's nice but nothing beautiful um it just uh it's, they have now have two separate teams they have two separate trailers and and so forth. So they've definitely grown as a team. And and I hope I didn't offend him a little bit by when I said that it looks like they found something the last month. Because uh, I wasn't, I didn't mean to insinuate that they sucked up to that point. But it just seems to me that uh, instead of top five or sixes, they're getting top two or threes now. And so they, and not to mention, they've gotten several wins in the last three weeks. And so they they seem to have found something that. Or they, maybe maybe they're just getting lucky and they're putting the car in the right spot at the right time. So.
2: It, it just seems like the Pascal Waste their names have been brought up a lot yeah. more than, than oh, yeah. throughout yeah, the year.
3: Yeah. And that's what I was insinuating. I wasn't uh, and maybe he didn't even take it that way, but I I didn't mean to, to imply that they weren't having a very good year because they've been really consistent
0: towards well, the top. And Logan's usually a very consistent car in general. Like it's that's oh, yeah. why he said those DNF's really hurt him. You know, he, you look at Brad Sweet who he hadn't won, you know, pretty much all season until then, and it was like, but he's consistent. You're always there, and it felt like Logan, he would kind of get lost in the shuffle towards the middle of the season. yeah. And it just like you said, now all you do is you see him up front, and his name, you know, could win the race that he's at. Yeah, so I, I don't know if you guys
2: have anything else for the show tonight. I, I'm kind of, you know, out of topics. Yeah,
3: unless you wanted to talk about racing shirts, but I'm, I'm. – <laughs> I'm good. I don't, I don't really, I, I didn't go to racing last week and I didn't really watch any on, on. Yeah. That's on the deal that so like, really I watched a say. little bit of
2: the Jackson race and some of the all-star we, race and I didn't really pay much attention to it. It's, 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 hard to talk racing when you don't know what the hell's <laughs> going on.
3: Well, Knoxville's concluding their season this weekend with uh, double twin features in the four tens and, and, uh, I know the Knoxville 360 Booster Club is donating more money to the 360, so they're going to race for more money. So, uh, and it looks like all three classes, uh, it's pretty much up for grabs. There's no, no clear favorite on any of
0: them. So, who's your guys' pick for the 410 between Reitzel and Brown? Brian Brown. Uh, Reitzel's is going to do it. I Brian think, Brown. I think Reitzel's is going to do it. Yeah. And then uh, you got three 360. Brian Brown's
2: leading points, right?
0: No, Reitzel is. Reitzel, Reitzel is? Yeah. Oh, Reitzel uh, is. 30, 35 uh, yeah. points ahead. I
2: misread your thing, so yep. it, it'll be Reitzel.
0: And then uh, you got Terry McCarl and Clint Garner, only 18-point difference.
2: Clint Garner. Yeah, Clint Garner.
0: I got McCarl. Got to go with McCarl. No, you don't have uh-huh. to go with McCarl. Yeah. It depends <laughs> if he gets the jump or not. And it, it depends <laughs> on if uh,
2: Garner's cheating, so one or two. Ooh.
0: And who, what about the 305s? What, who's, I didn't the, even look because I knew Brad didn't want to talk the, about The that. crates?
2: I don't I have any I idea. I don't know.
3: <laughs> I don't have any idea about any drivers.
2: So, Brad, you're going, to, you're going to Haiti Speedway Friday night. Haiti Friday. I want to join you. I want to go to Eagle Saturday. Josh, uh, you got a big weekend on the couch watching racing? That's what I'll be doing at a football game and then watching racing the rest of the weekend. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, definitely sounds like a plan. Once again, everybody, uh, if you like the show, make sure you leave a comment on wherever you uh, listen to it. Share it with your friends; uh, I'd be greatly appreciated. And I think we will talk to everybody next week.
0: Yeah, and if you have any questions, make sure you post it to our Facebook account because we we'd love to answer anything.
3: Catch you on the flip side. Yep.
0: See you next week, guys. See